You are listening to the Body Charge podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. This podcast is about how to get out of the prison of chronic anxiety. And my very special guest is Susie Hardy. Chronic anxiety can be like a prison. It's like a revolving door that people become trapped in. In this state, the mind is always in fear mode and ready to run from the perceived danger or the illusion of danger. In this podcast, we're going to explore some of the reasons this happens and how to get out of that closed loop. Susie Hardy is a certified stress management and anxiety coach and the former co-host of the successful Food Heals podcast. She is also the founder and CEO of CBD Fountain, a line of organic vegan hemp CBD products formulated to help people heal themselves naturally. I like that word natural. We need more of it. (laughs) So Susie, what's the difference between chronic anxiety and moments of anxiety, which are part of normal responses associated with performance, you know, when we have to do something important and people are watching and you know, we can't get it wrong type of anxiety? Yeah, so it's a great question. So chronic anxiety is when it's just constant and persistent. It's not coming up with these just special events for say job interviews or giving a presentation, doing Zoom calls in front of many people, getting married, dating someone for the first time. You know, these are all normal normal responses to new events, new events that we don't have experience with or can't control. And it comes and it goes. And the difference is when it's chronic is when it's there all the time or it's there out of nowhere or it pops up at the supermarket when you're buying your groceries or getting your gas or um, and getting in the way of your life. So I believe you became um, a specialist in this area after your own personal experience with chronic anxiety. Could you tell us a little bit about that experience? Absolutely. So my first panic attack was when I was eight years old. And uh, it was horrible. I didn't know what was happening. It was in a restaurant. It was in a very crowded and busy restaurant. And in retrospect, many, many years later, when I started doing the, the healing work around my, my mental health, realized that I had a triggering event. My parents had a fight. My father said, oh, we're going to get divorced. Let's go to dinner. And my little eight-year-old body went, wait, wait, what? What are we doing? We're going to, we're going to dinner and you're going to get divorced. Like, what? What's happening? And at this restaurant... I started to get triggered by all these sounds and smells. It was very busy and crowded. It was a Friday night. And all of a sudden, I felt like I needed to get out of there. My sympathetic nervous system kicked in. It was reacting as if I had a very real threat. I thought I was going to throw up. I thought I'm going to be embarrassed if I throw up. I just need to get out of here. And I left the restaurant. I laid down in the car. And that was the very first uh, memory of me, you know, having this overwhelming anxious experience, this panic attack that then later throughout my life would happen again um, many, many times and would get in the way of my life, get in the way of enjoying my life. And um, I had to, you know, I've done a lot of self work, self healing work. And I basically had to seek out ways to heal my anxiety and figure out why this was happening because no one else really could. Doctors wanted to give me medications that then they later would say are, you know, like Xanax, for example, that that they then cut me off from, even though I'd only use it sparingly. I didn't want to be on drugs. Um, Turns out Xanax is very addictive and you cannot take it forever. So it is not a solution for panic attacks or chronic anxiety. And um, 
And I don't want that stuff in my body anyway. I'm like you, Sandy. I like the natural, yeah, the natural way. It's not good for your liver over time at all. And no. it's not really solving a problem, is it? Is it? So no. if, to use an analogy, if you get a headache, uh, you you t- can take it, an aspirin to mask it, but you're not uh, you're not looking at the reason the headache's there in the first place to solve that problem. And so the danger is that the problem keeps persisting and can amplify and accelerate over time because not being addressed and then we move into a more severe disease state so so i think it's important to recognize that these symptoms are the body talking to us and telling us something is wrong please fix it yes and a lot of people myself included feel shame around it they you know this is you know this is different parts of the brain that are activated Uh, and the nervous system, but our prefrontal cortex, our logic thinking, our CEO of our brain is going, well, I'm fine. I'm just in my office or I'm just in my house or why I shouldn't be responding this way. So I'm going to pretend like it's not happening. That's what I did. I felt very shameful as a child, freaking out in the middle of a restaurant, not knowing why and not knowing how to soothe myself. And, and I've experienced a lot of shame around, you know, throughout my life, just wanting to push these feelings down, ignore them, numb them, you know, until I finally realized I was like, this is a signal. My body is telling me I, I need to do some work around this. Yeah. Suppression isn't the answer. No. Yeah. So it, it, it's, um, it's so interesting anxiety, isn't it? Um, and, and the reasons I remember in a deep meditation, I had memories coming back of when I was a very young child, maybe what, between one and two years old and I remember being in my cot and my mother had to leave to go to work and the babysitter came in and she was very neglectful. She left me in that room virtually all day to cry myself oh. to sleep. And I, I got huge separation anxiety. And so these things kind of get buried deep in the psyche when it happens to you as a child. It's like running a, a, a viral program in the background. And when you when you grow up and you become an adult and your prefrontal cortex executive function takes over you are thinking logically you're going why am I feeling like this in this situation where is that coming from there is no logical reason it should be there but it is because it's that old childhood stuck memory that needs Mm -hmm. to surface and be realized and be um you you need to become conscious of why it got there so that it can be unraveled and solved and dissolved um and so it's so fascinating what, what happens. It's very different experience for a child than for an older person. So I'll give you an example. When I went through menopause, I also suffered from anxiety. It wasn't separation anxiety. It was more of a physical thing that was happening uh, because the hormones were changing. So there's all sorts of reasons we can have anxiety. And But then the funny thing is the brain tends to attach spurious reasons like reasons that that are that are don't make any sense to those feelings that are primarily chemically based in the body so it can switch both ways um we we can have a stress response because of a real reason we can have a stress response because of an imagined reasons and we can have mm-hmm. a stress response because the body is trying to tell us something physically is not right right so it's teasing out and working out you know where that anxiety is coming from so you can solve the problem so you you developed a, w- a way to um bypass 
these kind of old programs in people. Tell us about how you work that out, how to do that and help people get over that anxiety. Yeah. So I teach a 10 week group coaching course called Serenity School, where I teach you to be serene. And it's a multi-pronged approach. Um, as you know, it's a mind, body, spirit approach because it's not just a one and done. It's not a simple answer. You kind of have to, as you said, tease out first, what are your stress and anxiety triggers and, and know them. Um, so if you've never done this, that's where you start. You, I, you know, that's where I start with my program. You, you journal out what are, what are the things that are st causing stress in my life and what are the triggers of my anxiety? And then you, I do another kind of exercise called the sphere of control. What do you have control over? We have very little control over most of the things in our lives, but the things that we do, we can control, namely our own actions, our own environment, our own choices are where you want to put your focus. Um, because often anxiety is, is fear of the future and fear of not having control, not having security, safety. So you want to focus your, your mind, your brain on the things that you can make an impact on and feel like you're not, I don't want to say controlling, but that you have, you can make a difference about. So that's where I start. And then it's empowerment, I, feeling yeah. empowered about something, even though it's the smallest thing, but you yeah. feel a sense of triumph over yeah. Yeah, and I recently yeah. moved and moving is very stressful, as we all know. Yeah. And I'm in this great new place in Los Angeles, moved back to Los Angeles from Oregon. And, you know, I was just overwhelmed with we got rid of a lot of stuff and the move itself. And and I started small. I was like, I need to control my environment. And I like to tell people, create a Zen Den. So especially with your home, you know, do you love it? Does it make you feel calm or does it make you feel stressed? Do you have excessive noise going on? Do you leave the television on all the time or the radio? Or is it peaceful water fountain sounds? You know, um, do you like the aesthetics of it? Is it comfortable? These are so like, especially for me now, like I was just, you know, I was like, I need to make this. That's where I came up with. I'm like, I'm going to make this my Zen den. I'm going to make this really calm and peaceful, a happy place to be. So that's, um, that's also very important. Yes, your and environment, because the environment dictates how we, how we exist really. The, mm -hmm. the environment is extremely important to health in every mm -hmm. way. And there's so many things you can do in your environment to calm your nervous system. You know, is the lighting glare, glare, is the lighting glaring or is it soft and, and pleasing? Um, do you have aromatherapy going on? Does it smell good? Do you have comfortable blankets and pillows? Does it feel cozy? All these things make actually add up and make a big difference. And also um, I found uh, Feng Shui helps a lot to reorganize the energy and flow of your living environment so that there are no obstructions or obstacles that are jarring. So everything feels like it's flowing easily and it's a circular thing, isn't it? We, we have to feel like um, we're not hindered in any yeah. way and stuff Absolutely. accumulating is, yes. a, is a blocking energy it blocks us absolutely I have a I come from a my grandmother was a hoarder and yeah. I remember going to her house as a child and just feeling overwhelmed you know so a it's, lot of people are hoarders and I and I my my husband tends to be a collector he calls himself a collector but he's really a hoarder he has boxes and boxes and boxes in storage he's never opened since I met him uh of old memorabilia even jokes written down on pieces of paper that it must be like 60 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, why don't you just ditch these? You can get everything online. No, 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 you can't. That's history. And so I, I have to like 
learn to work with that because it's my family and organize it in a way where I where he still feels comfortable that he hasn't lost anything and Mm -hmm. I'm still okay because it's not hindering or obstructing my environment so it's sometimes very difficult in families to get this balance right with your loved ones um and and that brings me back to you know the why do people accumulate stuff like that and need to hang on to to things like you know just to have them but but not actually use them but feel a sense of loss if they don't have them. You know, what's going on there? I think it's, uh, it could be multi multifold, but I think- that anxiety too? It's anxiety, certainly, when you try to take it away from them. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. You move their stuff or change. Yeah, that, that brings up anxiety. I've seen Did it. you touch my stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, it could be, it could be a few things. I think for a lot of, people I think it could be self-worth or um if they grew up poor that they think they just need to you know that they feel like they have that they're worth more that they have stuff that they're not wealthy but they that they have this it's something about this the stuff is representative of who they are have and control yeah and and there is a sentimental point you know like um, I have a beloved aunt who lost her soulmate when she was 30 and he was in, he was a pilot. He was in the military and she still has his uniform, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and lots of other things. Cause her mother was the, was the hoarder. So it kind of trickled down. I think that, you know, sometimes we can like hold on to things that we actually don't need anymore. And it, it's, it's a letting go process. Um, I teach in my serenity school, I teach people the Sedona method, which is, I don't know if you've ever heard about it, Sandy. The no, Sedona- tell us. Oh, the Sedona method is amazing. I could talk about this for hours. Maybe we do another episode on it, but it's a, it's um, verbal techniques on how to let go of things. And so, you know, very good with also applying it to physical things because yeah, we accumulate a lot of stuff. Um, So there's sentimentality, there's self-worth. I think there's also sometimes like, oh, I need that. I I might use that. I, you know, you bought something that you think you might use, but then it's still sitting in the box collecting dust. Yep. You think that maybe you wasted your money, but you have to balance out. Like, do I really need this? Yeah. Or is this going to contribute to a more peaceful, organized place? I find that with the clothes in the wardrobe, you, you, you can buy something new and then it's hard to throw something else away. And then you start to accumulate and it, and it gets cluttered. And the clutter yeah. then imposes on your energy levels and things don't flow anymore. And you feel overwhelmed and suppressed and almost buried by the stuff. Yeah. I, um, my husband had given me Marie Kondo's book. Do you know of Marie Kondo? No. She wrote a book years ago called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And my husband gave this to me as a Valentine's present which was not the best Valentine's present. I laugh about it now, but I was mad then. I'm like, what is this? This is a hint? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you trying to tell me? Yeah, he's much more of a minimalist than I was at that point when we met and he moved into my space. So I had all of everything of my, you know, it was all my things and was trying to make space for him. And um, I I basically tossed the book aside to the, you know, and never looked at it again. And now she has a Netflix show where she shows her process and she's this lovely Japanese woman 
who's obsessed with tidying, organizing basically, and, and getting rid of things you don't need. And she has a whole process. Um, highly recommend that. I actually did that for my move just recently and my closet because I had stuff that I was like, I haven't worn this in 15 years. Maybe it's time to let it go. And then you make space for new things. You know what? That also represents um, thoughts and ideas. Uh, when you get when you hang on to something for 15 years and you, it's not useful, then you finally get to a point where it's time to go. There is something else in your life you're changing as well. I found that there's always a correlation psychologically with the physical things that you decide to remove and something else psychological that you are changing as well. They're, they're kind of linked. Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was going through stuff. I'm like, you know, I wore this to a birthday party. It had, I had so many memories to certain things. And I'm like, but I'm not going to wear this again. I'm not going to wear this again. My, I am not in my 20 year old body. I'm not going to wear this again. So I'm going to let it go. So there's an emotional, yeah. So you have to be brave in that process. There's a certain amount of bravery. There's a fear of letting go, a fear of, of loss. And you have to overcome that to move forward or it will make you get stuck like the, like a, like a, a scratch on an LP record. The needle gets stuck at a certain point and doesn't move forward. You ha we have to be brave to progress, to develop, to, do, to evolve, to move forward to a, a better state. Mm -hmm. We have to, and you see it in nature, the, the, the tree gets rid of old dead leaves and then mm -hmm. new shoots come out. Mm -hmm. it's, and so this is how we exist as natural beings, as humans, animals, plants, the, the whole of life is about uh, um, old things passing and new, the birth of something new. And it's a constant process. So if, if we bring that energy into our lives, I find that we are we we stay on top a lot more. We ride that wave of change much better, and mm -hmm. we don't have so much of a an emotional upset when things do change. We can be more flexible. Do you find that? Absolutely. You know that's the and that's the basis of of stress is that we we get stressed when things change. Yeah, and that's normal and natural. And it's, you know, it's a matter of like, you know, letting it come up, dealing with it and then letting it go. And um, sorry, my dog is distracting me. He's barking. Can you oh, hear that's that? all right. You, <laughs> you were telling us about the Sedona method and we got a bit sidetracked. So you yes. want to expand that a little bit more? Um, the Sedona method evolved. It started, I think, in the, I want to say 50s or 60s by a man named Lester Levinson he was, he had a lot of money. He had a lot of success. I think he was a scientist and he was very ill and he was given three months to live. So he went home to die. He had a beautiful apartment um, over Central Park West. And he went home and he just, he started kind of just letting go of his life, like accepting the fact that he was going to pass. And that was it. And he noticed that he started to feel better. He was able to go for longer walks and Lo and behold, the three months came and went and he was getting better because he was doing this kind of processing of letting go. And that was the beginnings of it. Later, another uh, student of him, and he started to teach and he lived for like another 15 or 20 years. Like wow. all the health issues that he had, I think he had jaundice, heart problems, high cholesterol, all went away because he started letting go. He he he, re he was releasing a lot of the emotional the stress. attachments. Releasing, releasing the stress. stress. Releasing the emotional attachments limiting beliefs, the thought processes that no, no longer served him. He was letting go of all the things he was attached to in his life. And he was allowed to be pure consciousness 
and his body healed. Yeah. Um, I came across this probably 10 years ago and it's, it's a, it's a wonderful, they have a book, there's podcast and there's programs and it's just a way of using, um, verbal techniques and journaling and, and releasing, letting go. And there's five major ways of, of releasing. And, um, it really does have a, a, a wonderful effect on your life in many ways, because we, 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 we cling to things like this. Yeah. And when we just let them go, we're able to be present yeah. and who we are. Yeah. So, so conceptually it, it's something a lot of people will, will relate to and will want to do, but in doing it is the hard part, isn't it? So when you yes. have a, a proper structure and a program and a coach and someone helping you, it's just yeah. a lot more like follow the bouncing ball. Don't, don't even question or think about it. Just do this and go through the process and bit by bit, piece by piece, things get better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the and other thing I wanted to, sorry to interrupt, no, go ahead, just please, to add, add to that, obviously good nutritional supports. You don't want to drive with the brakes on, um, when you're dealing with stress, we lose a lot of magnesium through the urine. And so we can get very depleted in magnesium. And the interesting thing is studies have found the lower the magnesium, the more sensitive we get to stress, the less we can handle it. And mm -hmm. the more we build our magnesium resources, the stronger we get on the inside to be able to deal with it. So it's always this dance between the physical and the psychological, isn't it? The physical and the mental have to come together and work together. Uh, on the same job and so in your coaching um, you don't all only um, deal with the mind reprogramming aspect but you also help people nutritionally too don't you I do so um, we I cover the mind the body and the spirit yep in terms of stress management and anxiety reduction I say I say play stress and alleviate, alleviate anxiety the first thing I have people do is list out their stresses and their triggers. The second thing we talk about, the very second thing is nutrition. Because if you are low in magnesium, if you're low in B vitamins, if your diet is, if your body is using all those things up because you are so stressed, it's going to lead to more stress. Yeah. And it's amazing. I, I had some magnesium last night right before bed. And I was just like, man, this stuff is so good. I felt it within 20 minutes. I was like, ah, and I've taken, you know, I, I do uh, Epsom salt soaks, which is loaded with magnesium as well. Um, it's just, it's so wonderful. It's so immediate. Like if, yeah. if, if any listeners have not tried it and are feeling stressed, try it and yeah. you'll feel the difference pretty quickly. Yeah. I highly recommend magnesium chloride instead, although magnesium sulfate, the Epsom salt still provides mm -hmm. magnesium. It's not as high as magnesium chloride and the chloride version also nicer on the skin. So for people who have sensitive skin will find the sulfate version more irritating. Hmm. Um, just a little anecdote. So for people who want to know more about um, transdermal magnesium, can go to my website, electromagnesium.com.au um, and have a browse around, read the articles, watch the videos. There's lots and lots of information about self-help naturally and without the chemicals. So Love that. Let's get back to what you do and how you can help people. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will be interested to find out more. Uh, and you really applies to every age group from, you know, if you're a teenager worried, having hormonal issues and worried about what other people think, because that's a primary concern for teenagers, <laughs> the fear of what other people think. 
to to all the way into menopause and beyond that you know in the twilight years fear of dying fear of just fear of anything that may hold you back from living your optimal life and your optimal best because we don't get much time really and you don't want to waste a minute on this earth because it's full of potential and it's up to us to take control and maximize that potential and our experience and our good experience in life irrespective of what's happening around us. I think the main point to get across is that we can decide to be separate from whatever else is happening out there and we can be in control of our own lives and be flexible enough to be in the right place at the right time to do the right thing for ourselves. And that's what the coaching is all about, isn't it? About how to get that confidence back and how to to learn the steps to develop that bravery to implement the right programs to support your mind and body much better and your spirit obviously we need we need a lot of love in life we need a lot of spiritual support and yeah. and that's part of our social interactions um being together with nice people that are on the page that um can relate to you so where can people find you to um learn more or connect with you Absolutely. So they can find me at my website, suzyhardy.com, S-U-Z-Y-H-A-R-D-Y.com. If they sign up for my newsletter, they will get instant access to my number one easy tool that I love to teach to bust through um, anxiety and stress. You get a video tutorial immediately. It's wonderful. It, you can, it's fast, it's easy, and it's um, one of the many things that I teach, but it's my my favorite to just to get people going, to feel like they have a bit more control. Um over how they feel because I suffered for many years. I pretended like that I wasn't having anxiety and and that I was okay. I was okay until I finally realized I'm okay and I need to do something about it. And yeah. like you said, it's you you have this life and you need to make it the best one and you shouldn't have to suffer. And I don't no. want other people to suffer. It's like the aspirin. You keep reaching for the aspirin, which is the cover-up, which is the band-aid solution, but you're not addressing the thing underneath that's causing the problem. We can't yeah. just keep masking forever. We have yeah. to actually solve the issues. Yeah. And it takes a, a bit of, you know, it takes, it's not, it's not like that Xanax pill. Here you go. Just pop this. It takes a bit yeah. of work. And, but that's what I guide people through what I had to do for myself. And it's so worth it. Yes, because you can triumph over the problem and you can be more powerful and you can be more of yourself and feel more of yourself and mm -hmm. feel like you have a say in what happens in your life. Yeah. And that is the most important thing to mental health is to feel that sense of control over your own circumstances and yeah, get out so of much, that prison of chronic anxiety. Yeah, so much um, builds up. I, I feel like we could do five more podcasts, Andy. Yeah. There were so many things that you said, um, things that we pick up through our subconscious mind from childhood that program us that then later in life, we're like, why is this happening? You go back through and go, oh, this is why this is happening. And I can yep. tease this out. I can... I can flush it out. I can get rid of it. I can move forward. Yeah, that's a, that's a great help for people. I think one of the most important things we can do for ourselves these days, because we live in a, quite a toxic world. Um, the environment is not supportive uh, for most of us. And we need to know how to carve out that special bubble that supports our health and well-being, irrespective yeah. of anything else. We need yeah. to regain that empowerment and so good on you for helping people to do that. It's it's really good work, good work 
Um, we need more people to do that kind of thing, I feel, um, to support each other. Because mm -hmm. if we feel isolated and alone, then mm -hmm. the problems become insurmountable and we're in our own little revolving door of thoughts that um, don't get corrected. Yeah. And, and by relating to one another or getting some coaching, we can help learn how to self-correct and how to bounce off other people and and their ideas to then see ourselves better mm -hmm. helps a lot. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much shame around it. I felt a lot of shame with my anxiety and this can lead to even more isolation. Like there's something wrong yeah. with you. Yeah. So if you're suffering from a lot of stress and chronic anxiety, let me just say you're not alone and it's not your fault. Yeah. Your body's speaking to you and it's just time to listen and make some changes. Yeah. Very well said and a perfect point to finish on. Thank okay. you so much, Susie. It was really enjoyable. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you liked this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge and recover.